We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Thursday night, Thursday night, y'all, so you know what that means. We are going to be carrying the commitment of C.J. Carr, who will be making a decision tonight between Notre Dame, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Georgia, and LSU are his finalists. So he's going to go here live. Once he goes live, we'll go there, and of course, we will break it all down. C.J. Carr is a 2024 quarterback, for those of you who may not know. <laughs> he is a uh, from Saline High School in Michigan, Vince. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I believe so as He's well. He's the yes. grandson of Lloyd Carr, former head coach at the University of Michigan, obviously, and uh, ranked as a five star quarterback. He's the number twenty overall player in the country in the two thousand twenty in the two four seven sports rankings overall rankings for the twenty twenty four class. It's a good year. It's a very good year. It's not quite as top heavy as this year is the 2023 quarterback class, but it's a very strong quarterback class. And obviously right now, and there's still several kids that I have to watch, but right now he is my number two quarterback in the class behind only the Rayola kid who is just a more physically advanced player right now than CJ. We'll dive into his game, obviously here in a little bit. Once he makes his decision, we're going to, we're going to carry his commitment and once his commitment is over, we'll talk about what it means for Notre Dame. If he picks another school, we'll talk about what it means if he picks Notre Dame, which is, look, let's be honest, we all feel very good about, about, that, about that decision. Uh, we'll talk about that, too. And, and my man, Kay Grant, hitting us up with the Woo! big super chat to get started. You know, I just randomly thought, you know, I'm not sure why. I just was in a mood to rock the new Gap Closer shirt. So I actually have <laughs> made an adjustment, if you'll notice. To the shirt, uh, I've I kind of redesigned it a little bit, so the IB is bigger. Oh, so okay. The original shirts are have a smaller IB on it, so I made them a little bigger, make it stand out, make the IB stand out a little bit more. So, little Baxter and CJ Carr, he did not make his first high school start until his freshman year. I believe it was the playoff game, and he was a backup as a true freshman. And there, I, th- I believe it was COVID related because it was the 2020 season, and there was a lot of kids out, and they ended up losing, but he stepped up, played well. Didn't really break out as a big prospect until this this past before his ju- sophomore season. Got invites to a lot of different camps uh, because I mean, look, he's Lloyd Carr's grandson, but he made right. the most of those opportunities and he shined at those events. 
Then he went out and had a very good junior season, did a great job at some of the uh, the the rising player events that were going on. And Sophomore season, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, he's a junior yeah, so, season. So I was, I'm sorry, rise, he's rising junior. Rising, rising junior. into sophomore season, right. exactly. Yes, correct. Yeah. And so he uh, he did well in those. He did really well at the I think it was the what whatever they call it now the Army game. What that is now, I'm not quite sure, uh, but uh, performed really well there. Talked to John Garcia earlier today uh, from SIL American, the director of recruiting at SIL American. Uh, John had a chance to see him at the Nashville Elite Eleven event where Nico uh, was at, where there were several other big time players at. Brock Glenn, who's one of the hottest quarterbacks in the country right now, is a name Notre Dame fans may want to know. There's a chance they may. You know, take a look at him down the road, but he's a 2023 kid. But CJ stole the show, and he was the he was according to John the best quarterback there. Set the summer standard for the the pro day event, which is a graded event based on accuracy and different things like that. So, very polished kid. And we'll dive into the film later. But so the junior season and then the off season he's had has really have allowed him to emerge as one of the big time quarterbacks in the country, and it's a very strong back to back year. 23 and 24 is one of the better back to back quarterback classes I've seen in a long time, Vince. And obviously, CJ is one of the best of that group and, and still a very much a developing player. He he will pick tonight, as we said, between Notre Dame, between Michigan. Uh, Wisconsin was a school he liked a lot. He's been there multiple times. He went down to Georgia in March for a visit. LSU was listed as one of his finalists, but he did not he did not go there uh, for a visit, I do not believe. I would imagine that has more to do with just previous relationships with Mike Denbrock and Brian Kelly when they were at Cincinnati and Notre Dame, sure. respectively. Sure. So it's really a Notre Dame, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia are really the players that 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 more often than not are part of this battle. And they're uh, getting ready to kind of go to him here in a minute. We'll bring him up when he gets rocking and rolling. I need everybody. As soon as I pull that up, if you guys can let me know if you can hear it, that would be uh, appreciative. But we're going to carry that decision and break it down. And we may have a special guest tonight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Car CJ, we'll get to your official announcement in just a moment, but first tell us what the recruiting process has been like for you, which is really unique being the grandson of former Michigan coach Lloyd Carr. Yeah, it's been a really good process. You know, I've enjoyed talking to all the coaches and, and you know, recruiting guys that, um, throughout this whole process. Um, but I'm also, you know, really excited to make this commitment and, and go to the school that I, that I love. What has it meant to have your family alongside? I know, of course, that you've got the tie to the University of Michigan. And what has that been like? Because, of course, you're dealing with pressure uh, as you make your commitment. What's that been like for you? Yeah, I think my family's done a really good job of um, – you know, really supporting me throughout this whole process. You know, I, I've never felt pressure to go to any school um, across the country. And so, you know, I just appreciate, you know, everyone who's who's stuck with me throughout this whole process. So, so Grandpa Lloyd, he didn't send in your Christmas gift. Uh, you got to go to Michigan if you're going to receive this gift. No, he's back here, um, you know, supporting me right now. And so, um, you know, he really, he doesn't care as long as I'm happy and, and at a, at a really good school that's 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 good to hear one of the great figures in college football history uh lloyd carr uh one of the former head coaches at michigan led the wolverines to a national championship in 1997 all right so cj what kind of player is a a prospective school getting out of you yeah um you know i love to compete um at everything i'm doing i'm you know today we're playing stinger at, at practice and i'm just competing out with my with my guys so um you know any school um who's getting me is getting a competitor. All right. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. The stage is yours, CJ. Where will you be playing college football in 2024? Yes. Uh, First, I just wanted to thank God and, um, you know, for giving me all the abilities that I have. I want to thank my family and friends who have, you know, stuck with me throughout this whole process. Uh, I also want to thank all my coaches at Celine who've gotten me this far um, and all the coaches who've recruited me throughout this process. Um, you know, Michigan always will hold a special place in my heart. Um, you know, we're a Michigan family. Um, but with that being said, I'd like to commit to the University of Notre Dame. There it is. Wow. CJ Carr going to pave his own path and head to Notre Dame. Um, so uh, congratulations on your decision. Uh, what led you to Notre Dame? Yeah, you know, I really like what they're doing there. Um, football wise and school wise, obviously it's a it's an Ivy League education at a, at a Power 5 football school. So um, I also love what Coach Reese and Coach Freeman are building there. Um, I think, you know, this 2023 class is going to be special, but we also want to make this 2024 class something special too. All right. I, I got a surprise for you here, CJ. Uh, let's welcome in Notre Dame great Brady Quinn, who also had an offer from Michigan coming out of high school. Brady was recruited by your grandfather, Lloyd Carr. Brady, uh, thanks for making time for us. Welcome in here. What's your advice to CJ as he looks to pave his own p- way at Notre Dame? Well, first off, let me just say this. Congratulations, CJ. It's the best decision you'll ever make. I do want you to make sure you say hello to your grandfather for me and say hi to your mom and dad. I know it's not always necessarily an easy decision leaving a cl- place that you're so familiar with and that's uh, close to home for you. But uh, to me, you know, Notre Dame is such a unique place, as I'm sure you well know. Uh, with everything Marcus Freeman's building right now, uh, I'm sure your relationship with Tommy Reese too. 
my only advice would you to you would be this. Do everything you can. Break every record I ever have there. Go win a national championship. Go win a Heisman Trophy. That's all I ask of you. I hope that's not too much. <laughs> that's a lot, but, you know, I think we're going we're gonna to work towards doing that. No doubt about it. Can I ask you this? Tell me or take me through what went into the decision. I mean, ultimately, besides, you know, the faith aspect and the school you talked about, talk to me about your relationship with Coach Reese and, and obviously Coach Freeman. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've visited Notre Dame four times now. We went for um, camp my freshman, going into my sophomore season, and, and I really fell in love with the campus at that point. Um, it was just unbelievable to get around Coach Reese and develop that relationship. And then um, this last spring was when I really kind of knew I wanted to go to Notre Dame. You know, it was, a, um, you know, I got to see really how Coach Reese coached the quarterbacks and, and what he was like inside the room and on the, on the practice field. And, and the, you know, the competitive spirit he has is unbelievable. Um, you know, I also really got to develop a relationship with uh, Coach Freeman in that time, um, and he's inspirational, really. Um, he's just awesome to talk to, and, and I love what he's building there and the culture behind everything he does. And so, you know, I'm just excited to be a part of the Fighting Irish. Well, I hope you know how much we're, how excited we are not only to have you now as, as, as part of the family, as, as one of our, you know, future players. But uh, for me, it's always awesome to see this. And look, I, I've done a little homework. I've watched a little tape on this. I'll say this much. You've got a bright, bright future ahead. So I'm excited to see what you're able to do at Notre Dame moving forward. Thank you so much, Brady. CJ, before we let you go, I, I can't imagine uh, the emotions that have overcome you because I know, of course, that that a lot of people wanted you to go to Michigan, to stay home, be in the backyard in Ann Arbor, but now paving your own way at Notre Dame in South Bend. What does that mean to you, knowing that you have the backing of your family to allow you to go and make this opportunity, allow you to make this choice uh, for your future? Yeah, like I said, you know, Michigan will always hold a, a close place in my heart and my family's heart, but I, I never could, um, you know, really see myself going to college inside the state of Michigan or, or close to my hometown. You know, I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, um, you know, get down to South Bend and get to work. CJ, thanks again. Uh, we wish you the best of luck when you get on campus there in South Bend. Congratulations on your decision heading to Notre Dame to play for Marcus Freeman, Tommy Reese. There it is, everybody. CJ Carr, five-star quarterback, has picked Notre Dame. You know what the best part about that whole thing was? When Brady Quinn started talking about, I want you to break my records. I want you to win a Heisman. I want you to do this. He said, we are going to try to get it done, basically. Yeah. I, he didn't say, that. yes, I'm going to do it. He's like, like yeah, we're, that's bet, what we're going to work bet. for. I'm going to yeah. do that. He said, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I, I like this kid. And if you if you were able to be around him this weekend, Vince, you were actually. Yeah. Uh, you were even around him even more than I was. You see that he carries himself with a, I would even yes. say a, a, a cockiness, but a but a, the kind of cockiness you want. But it's a healthy a swagger. Right? It's you a healthy swagger. It. I think swagger is probably a better way. Of yeah. Saying. I mean, look, if. So, you know, you and I were both there and, and and they didn't give us a roster. And so we're trying to figure out who's who, you know, at all these different positions. Right. And at, at first you told me it was one guy. You're like, well, I think maybe it's this guy. And I'm watching. Him, I'm like, OK, well, the kid's OK. You know, I'm like, it, it's not really as advertised. I'm like, man, I, just, wish it was. I wasn't at the quarterback. Right, right, right. At the time. I just we were texting right, back and forth. Right. And, and I was like, man, I I kind of wish it was this other guy who was just carrying himself with like this. Like, he's the dude. You know what I mean? And then you text me back. You're like, no, it's 13. I'm like, okay. Cool. That's who I wanted it to be because <laughs> that kid was, I mean, he was the clear leader of that group. He was the leader of the camp. I mean, 
just the way he kind of plays with the football and he was kind of throwing it behind his back and he was just like he oozed confidence and I mean that in a really good way like he Mm -hmm. oozed confidence and he wanted to get guys around him and he was talking to other position groups and you knew you know we figured out who was who and we knew who he was talking to and it was you know high level guys and it was very clear who the guy was Mm -hmm. and he was the guy and and it was fun to watch like I you were just you were if you know anything about football and you're watching you know, the quarterbacks go through drills and things like that. You couldn't take your eyes off of him. Right. You know what I mean? And that that it says a lot to me, especially considering he just finished off his sophomore year. Right. And he still has two years of high school left. Right. So and we're gonna get into the film and whatnot, but right. Not, th- I'm just gonna play some camp highlights of him from John that I got from John Garcia today, just oh, nice. as we're talking. So we don't need to talk through these Vince. Just yeah. I wanted to just let these play. We'll bring up his film film here in a little bit, but I just wanted to get these playing. But the kid just plays with a swagger. I mean, it, it, plain and simple. And I just, I really enjoyed watching him play. And as a coach, that's the kind of kid you want leading your program. You know, and it has nothing to do with what he did on the field. Like you're watching these clips, which are all very impressive. And, you know, what he's able to do and where he's able to place the ball and all of those different things. But you want a kid that's going to lead your team. Okay. You want a kid who has the confidence to lead, to be a leader, because that's what the quarterback position is. This kid had all of that in spades, just watching him do his thing at the camp. And I I was very, very impressed. So, Vince, um, let's do a little backstory here, right? Yes. So that we can all understand kind of how this came about. We kind of got into earlier about how he emerged as a prospect. And some of the different things that, that you know, how he kind of broke out as a sophomore and then went into the summer or the winter and had some great events. And, and then summer, he's kind of, kind of continued that and those type of things. But, you know, as, as his recruitment kind of evolved, the first time I got made aware of just how much Notre Dame liked C.J. Carr was back in February. So I was actually asking some people that I know that would know. Uh, sort of what the quarterback board was looking like. You know, this is back in February when Notre Dame was still looking at a lot of different guys. Jackson Arnold was on the board. Chris Vizzino was on the board. Obviously, Dante Moore's on the board. Nico's on the board. You know, so I'm going through this, and then I was kind of like, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, you know, it's cool to talk about all that, but but look, man, we we also love this kid. I wasn't even talking yeah. about 24 kids. <laughs> right. This was brought up to me like, oh, and by the way, you know, we we lo- there's a kid in 24 that we love, and I was like, oh yeah, who's that? And I'm thinking they're you know, there's a couple guys we knew about, and he's like, no, no, no. Is CJ Carr. So okay, cool. Uh, and then it just it continued, and that relationship continued. So, th- so people understand that this is a situation that was was about. This is, this was about Notre Dame loved CJ Carr, right? This wasn't about anything else other than Notre Dame loving CJ Carr. Yeah, we'll we'll kind of get through some of these other aspects of of what it means moving forward. But this was about Notre Dame loves CJ Carr. He was the number one guy on their board, period. Right. In 2020, right. right. 24, right. right. Of the right. 24 class. You know, and, even- and some people you talk to, there's a 23 kid that was number one on the board, but other people you talk to at Notre Dame, and this was the number one kid on the board. That's just facts. I mean, you can disagree with it. I may disagree with it. You may disagree. Other people may, doesn't matter. It's not the point. The point is, right. uh, this is a kid that Notre Dame has been on for a long time. Yeah. And he actually considered committing back in march that i did not know that'll mean something as i as i as tomorrow the next day when we we talk about things in the message board you'll understand why that makes a lot of sense but uh or you know how that how that impacted and how that mattered yeah yeah but 
this is a situation where this is a kid that Notre Dame wanted bad. It's pretty clear that he wanted Notre Dame too. Like a kid doesn't commit this early and have the kind of relationships that he has. And he did look, he did his due diligence, right? He went to Wisconsin multiple times. He went to Michigan multiple times. You know, he went around and he did his due diligence and it brought him back to Notre Dame, which I think is huge. So just so you understand, like the where, where the dad's role in this recruitment, his dad. So ZJ wanted to commit a while ago, and the and I was told that the dad pushed back simply because he wanted CJ to just continue going through the. It was not about him wanting him to go to Michigan or anything. Right. That was from what I understand. That was never a conversation. That it was made very clear to CJ from his dad, his mom, and his grandfather. I was told this months ago because I said at the time when they told me about he was their guy. I said y'all aren't. There's no way you're getting Lloyd Carr's grandson to come. To yeah, exactly. And right. what they said was like, look, yeah, it's going to be hard, but the whole family has said, this is going to be your decision. There's no pressure on him to go to Michigan. And he said it during the thing. So that's something that we kind of knew, but I still, even then I still was like, no way they're going to get Lloyd Carr's grandson. Right. Like, you know, and that wasn't the point of it. The point was, is that he was going to be allowed to make his own decision. All that dad did from what I've been told is making sure that he steered him through the process to make sure that CJ understood, like, you're going to take your time. I want you to make sure you get out and see enough places. But after a while, it was kind of like he'd go here. He went to Georgia, defending national champs. He's been in Wisconsin multiple times, Michigan multiple times, Michigan State multiple times. Right, right. It always came back to Notre Dame. And after this past weekend's Irish invasion, so I, we were we were told le- going in that CJ was leaning heavily, but he was thinking about still wanting to make a few more trips. But after the weekend, it was like done deal. Yeah, and and. The reason why, honestly, is because he understands that he's got to, he's got to, he's got to commit. I mean, he's got to recruit. I'm gonna read you a quote that we had, and so we have a commit story up at Irish Breakdown about this. I'm just gonna read you a couple quotes from CJ uh, about this decision. He said, "I think I really connected with the coaching staff." He's talking about the coaching staff, and and um, you know, he he wanted to go to a place that he thought he could develop develop quarterback. He thinks Coach Reese can do that. But regarding the timing. He said, I knew I wanted to go to Notre Dame in the early spring, but I also kind of wanted to see what was out there. And my dad was not going to let me make a rash decision. We expected to take some trips down south and look some things over. But after this recent visit, it's the Irish invasion. It was kind of like, what are we doing? I knew where I wanted to go. And Notre Dame was the place I wanted to be at for the next three to five years. I think we made the right decision. Then he said, uh, then he started kind of talking about, you know, the recruiting aspect of it. So that was in the commit story. And then if you read the class impact story, because I put this in the class impact, he said this. I think recruiting is the biggest thing I can do for the program right now. They already have a stellar 2023 class. I'm looking to go in there and continue to help build it towards the number one class and also have the number one 2024 class. Wow. My first goal is to recruit, bringing in great players that can help us win a national championship. Obviously, that is my overall goal and something I think I can achieve in Notre Dame. I think I can really lead Notre Dame to a championship. It takes a bunch of different pieces, and I am just one piece to that puzzle. So that's part of it too, is he understands Vince and you saw him at the Irish invasion. He understands you're the quarterback. Your right. job is to get, if you know, we're going to go get in there. You're the Pied Piper and get it done. Exactly. That's what quarterbacks exactly. are. I mean, the, the, exactly. the skill guys want to, are going to want to come play with him. Right. And look, he's going to have an impact on the 23 class as well. And and he makes a really good point about that because the odds that you're going to just play with the quarterback that's in your class are, it, it, that's just nonsense, right? I mean, yeah, you want to be, you want to have a good quarterback in your class, etc. Well, this is the quarterback of the twenty-four class, and guys in the twenty-three class are going to be catching balls from him. They're going to be taking handoffs from him, right? They're they're, they're going to be on the sidelines watching him run the offense, and then go out there, and it's only going to help their defense, right? So, 
it's really smart. This kid gets it, man. Like he understands yeah. recruiting in 2022 and what his role can be and how he can affect all of the recruiting, both in the class in front of him, the class that he's in, and in the class right. behind him as well. You know right. what I mean? So you know, I'm waiting for him to pick up the phone and call my kid to be the kicker for that class. But, you right. know, we'll wait on that. But <laughs> I, this kid gets it. That's the biggest right. thing. He understands right. his role, and I love that. He is mature beyond his years. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, Vince, because you were around the camp so much yes. uh, this past week. So you could see him interacting, and you could see him With going the coaches too. Beasley. Right. All I mean, all right. of it, yeah. Right. You saw him going to Caleb Beasley and Jack Larson and Cam Williams and, you know, all the top players that were there this weekend. And, and, you know, look, we'll see if the physical traits continue to develop and emerge. We'll dive into the film here a little bit. Yeah. But a quarterback's got to have that sort of it, that it factor. And and that's he's got it. I, the yes. it factor. He's got yeah. that. You know what I mean? And we're going to talk about his, the actual tools he brings on the field, but the off the field swagger, the, the off the field understanding of where, what his role is as, as the Pied Piper recruiter, like he gets all of that. Mm-hmm. And he also understands what Marcus Freeman is trying to do at Notre Dame, which I think is also another step in, you know, this whole thing. Like he, he, he said, he goes, Marcus Freeman's dynamic. Like when right. we talk, when, when he talks to me, how can you not get excited about playing for him? Right. And if that doesn't, that just echoes and tells you everything that we've been talking about all along. And all the fans know about Marcus Freeman, the more they hear him talk, the fact that, the, that this kid gets what Marcus Freeman is trying to do, he gets what Tommy Reese is trying to do, and he wants to follow what they're trying to do and be a part of it, be part of that foundation. Like, right. I'm telling you, man, this kid gets it. Right. So he also, I think Tommy Reese had a huge role in this recruitment too, by the way. I mean, oh, Tommy, yeah. him and Tommy Reese, are not, you know, for whatever reason, just really hit it off extremely well and connected. And he talked about in – in an article that SI All American has up uh, that John Garcia did about his commitment, he talked about how he was sitting in the film room with Tommy Reese and just their their connection and their relationship. And then Coach Reese was really impressed by, you know, CJ's just grasp of the game, which you kind of would expect when you think of the of the lineage and the, the legacy that he comes from of of a, a guy that you know was a national champion and a longtime coach. So. Uh, really, really, really strong pickup. And then we got a super chat from our resident Michigan fan. My guy, Antoine, uh, said, congratulations, Indy. You got a great QB and maybe the best in the class. And for the UM haters, we have a five-star on the bench. We're good. Believe that. So I had to let that get in there. <laughs> no, that's great, though. Uh, hey, he, you he, know. I love that, man. He's like, hey, yeah. good job, guys. Yeah. But we got a dude, too. And so he was on the show earlier today that's talking great. about how he actually thinks that CJ is the best quarterback in the, in the state. Eight. Regardless of class, which I thought was interesting. Ooh, so. Interesting. Okay. That's a different debate for a different a different day. conversation, of course. Yes. 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 Yeah. And the Townie Irish had a super chat. There's the needle mover. Thank you for that. I mean, that's hey, look, that's why that's why this is being rocked today, right? I mean, I, this I is, busted out the all white. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. but it felt like that needed to be done. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. So uh there's your guy. Let's go. Thank you for the super chat. Very, very much for that. We did get a couple other super chats. Jojo Pineda with a super chat. Thank you for that. Matt Gooker. Uh, hopefully I said that correctly. Thank Looks you like for it. that as well. Detro Hunter throwing us some walking around money, you know, doesn't <laughs> even give me a quarter tank of gas now, but you know, it's all gravy. Uh, so got a couple more super chats here. Alan Watson, the QB room is going to be awesome. Steel sharpened steel. And it always shows flaws and lesser metals. This kid is special. I've never heard that before. That's a really, it's a really cool expression. Never, ne- really never heard that before. And then Jojo had a couple more super chats. Did I be staff? Give uh, just give me all the intel and backstory on CJ. It's party tonight. <laughs> super chats night. Brian, uh, you ready to do another long show? Go Irish. Hey, I'm ready. Uh, yeah. I'm ready to do another long show. So That's there's right. no doubt about that. Um, 
And then he also said, uh, let the car legacy begin. I'm fired up about this kid. Five-star quarterback from Michigan, 2024 recruit, and just knows he wants Notre Dame. Awesome super chat night. I'm digging it. I I hope people follow suit and keep giving more. So we appreciate we got, it. We got another super chat down okay. here as well, Brian, from Mark One. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks he says, that, hey, Mark. guys, great show. Uh, analyst is the best. Go yep. Irish. And we're going to jump into analyzing right. the film here very soon. Yeah, too. yeah. And, and so, so Vince, I, I, last thing on on the CJ aspect, like as far as the recruitment goes. Yeah, I think the the the, 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 the we're going to talk a little bit later about what this means for the state of Michigan and the success Notre Dame has had in the state of Michigan. Uh, Matt Matt D said, "Here's your gallon of gas, <laughs> brother. It's five twenty five as of yesterday. All right, that doesn't so, count Google's cut. All right, I don't know what this is in Ohio. It may be a little cheaper, but you know." <laughs> And then you take out Google's cut and, you know, yeah. it gets me to the grocery store a couple of times. All good. All up. That's funny, man. Uh, Thanks. Man. I, I think Appreciate the thing it. too is, is getting a court. And we talked about this a little bit on the show earlier as we were kind of doing a hypothetical scenario. Uh, you know, obviously CJ committed to Notre Dame this past weekend. And, and so obviously we, we anticipated it was coming, but the thing we talked about is the key for Notre Dame is they had to get a, a big time quarterback committed. I don't, I don't really yeah. care what class I'd like to see him keep going, but absolutely, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, that was going to be – getting that was going to be huge, and they've got that now. Yeah. And and so that's step one. Step two is then going out and having your, your quarterback on your current roster go out and play well to Absolutely. double down on that. But this yep. is obviously a, a big step. Uh, Tyler Reese says, go Irish. I'm excited for Marcus Freeman. How can you not be? Seriously. I mean, how can you not be? <laughs> yeah, no doubt about so that. So this is a this, this is a big one. So, Vince, let's let's dive into the film, right? Yeah, so, this is good film. I, mean, I yeah. really enjoyed watching C.J. Carr's film and for, yeah. for, a, for a number of reasons. And, and you're not going to hear, from me at least, you're not going to hear all positive, glowing, you know, oh, right. it's so wonderful. You know, I mean, right. there's stuff that he can work on. There's right. no question about that. But, dude, if, you're, if you can't get excited, if you know anything about watching film, if you can't get excited watching this kid yeah. sling the pill, then you need to check your pulse because yeah. this kid's exciting. Yeah, so let's – Let's dive into that. All right. Here we go. So let's pop up the film. We're going to make this the whole screen. Y'all don't need to see us during this show. This part of the show. This is a highlight. You know, Vince, there's things that you see. I watched a couple game films of CJ, and and you see a lot of the things we talk about from game film, like carrying out fakes, Mm -hmm. you know, faking RPOs, things along those lines. You know, you see that stuff, and and there's there's a lot to like. I love the fact that the first couple are deep balls. Because that's the thing uh, right now, I'd say, is one of the things that right now CJ needs the most work on is just the physical maturity. I mean, yep. you see, this yep. is a this is a 45-yard throw from the middle of the field. Sure. And it's just slightly, slightly behind. Yeah, slightly underthrown. But well, look at what he does in the pocket. He gets hit. Well, the so, other I mean, thing I like is it gets up and gets down quickly. Yeah. Like, he, his balls don't float, even when he puts them up in the air. That'll come with more strength, like just another year of physical development. That ball's on the outside shoulder. Did you see the touch here? This is the ball placement Vince was talking about. You cannot lead that throw. If you lead that throw, you're throwing them out of bounds. Right. The ball placement is really good. Drops this one on the outside shoulder. And and he shows a really good feel for the game. I think this is the throw. Yeah. So I don't know. See if you can see this. I saw this one from game film. Watch his eyes on this. So he gets a he gets a sample of what the coverage is, right? So he sees single eye. Yep. And he sees that that safety cheated over the near hash. Well, in high school, those hashes are out even further. Yes, they are. So if you can freeze that guy, he knows I want to come back to the seam route backside. Mm-hmm. 
So that's his read. So this right here, see this? This is the, the single high safety. Yep. So four D linemen. There's four across here, two corners on each side. So there's only one deep safety. Yep. So watch his eyes at the snap. Look at him. Look hard to the right. This is exactly what Trevor Lawrence did to Kyle Hamilton in the ACC championship game. Remember when he beat him on that, that touchdown to Mari Rogers? He looked Kyle Hamilton off hard and then came back. So watch the safety's reaction when he looks hard to the right. See that? Soon as he steps, he's done. And then the guy actually recovers relatively well, but CJ sees it, gets the ball out, and then this is the ball placement I'm yes. talking about. Yes. The understanding, if he if he throws this ball to the front shoulder, it's getting picked off or his receiver's getting killed. Mm-hmm. You also can't put – you can't – because if it's single high, it's either going to be cover one or cover three. The way that the cornerback is standing, Vince, you know it's not cover one, right? Like this is clearly off coverage from this top corner. So what CJ knows is, is this seam route is going to be def- – the way that you defend the seams against cover three or single high safety is the safety has to obviously run inside out. But what happens is, is this corners are going to play sort of inside leverage against the receivers. And then what they're going to do is they would then squeeze down on a seam route. Okay, now that didn't happen in 2018 when they played Clemson. If you remember that one seam route touchdown, I think it was to uh, to T to uh, Justin Ross. I think maybe T Higgins, but the corner didn't squeeze down, so it looked like a Lohi Gilman got beat. So the corner, the, the defense actually defends this really well. You see the corner squeezing down. He knows that's going to happen, so he knows that ball's got to get put on right on that guy's back shoulder. Perfect ball placement, and he's got to throw it soon. So he looks the guys off. As soon as he bites, CJ comes back. Bam. Let's it rip, gets good velocity on the football, and just perfect ball placement. Yeah. This looks even better from the game film I saw because obviously it's further back, but it's a really, really impressive aspect of this game, Vince. It's just that's that football IQ. That's coming from a sophomore in high school. We would complain about the quarterback at Notre Dame as a fifth-year senior it, a couple years ago not, not doing that. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this as a sophomore in high school. This is something else. He throws the ball really well in the run. Yes, and he's got a very good feel for the pocket. Like he yeah. understands – when to escape, how to escape, and he keeps his eyes downfield. Right. Always. And here's the thing I said in my my breakdown, Vince. He is a pocket passer, but he is an athletic pocket passer. Yes, agreed. So he's not really a guy looking to run, but he can run. But here's here's the here's the play right here. This play, and there's another one later that just kind of shows his athleticism. See that little move right there? That right. little that little kind of stop and twist move. It's an I mean, athletic move. Yeah. This is what I said the other day. He's like a look, he's got like a lacrosse player body in athleticism, right? And he just so, got himself five yards of separation on that right. on that defender by that little jab step kind of turn thing, and then he was able to keep his eyes downfield and get the ball out. Right. Great. Vince, you noted this too. He's got a Vince, you said this to me. Vince told me this before the show. He says he's got a very mature pocket presence. And this is yes. a perfect example. Not just the manipulation, but watch him tuck the ball into his chest and turn his shoulders as he manipulates the pocket. Just in case the, a hand gets in right. there, you know, an arm, a, you know, a random runs into his own offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. He brings it down close to his body so that he doesn't lose the football. And then when he gets clear, he brings it back up. And and right. look at his eyes. They're always down Always field. downfield. Always. Yeah. I, there was times where I rush. Look, yes. look at the look at look downfield, feel the rush. And like you I gotta be able to do that. I know this is a highlight film, so you know things are gonna be good, but I almost felt like at times he held on to the ball too long. Yep. You know what I mean? But yep. as he, he's trying to make a play. Right. right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like the film I was showing earlier, you know, there's a play in there. This is another example of just, you know, look, a l- little bit older. Right. This this throw doesn't project as much to the next level because a good team is going to come underneath that. Right. Right. But 
as he gets stronger, that ball's not being underthrown that way. Right. It'll, exactly. it'll get out there. Exactly. But like sometimes he'll make he'll miss because he's trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll try to he'll it'll look like he's running, so the receiver kind of stops moving, and then he stops and pulls up and throws it over top, and it's like okay, that'll come with more experience with your receivers, but. You know that you want to see that playmaking ability. Well, and you want to see this ball right here. He's on the far hash. He throws the ball almost all the way out to the sideline on an outcut on you know, and he puts it in a perfect place. So that shows that shows arm strength, right? That shows good arm strength for a kid who's in his sophomore year. And we've talked about him th- under throwing some long balls and some things like that. But that's only going to get better as he gets bigger and stronger. And the same with that out pass. But he already is able to do it as a sophomore. Right. I mean, that's not it. I mean, there's another one right there. He's on the far hash. He gets that ball out right on the hands of the receiver. That is not an easy throw. Well, that's something we talked about. Ryan and I talked about this, Vince, uh, in the show we did after Irish Invasion. His ball placement is special, right? For his age. Absolutely. His ball placement is special. And that's what stuck out to me. You know, explain about, that, Vince, because we're not talking about accuracy or, or completion percentage. So explain what ball placement is and why it's so important. So we talked about, you know, his swagger and all of that stuff. And that's all well and good. And that's really, really important. But then he started throwing the ball around. And there were times where he was talking to his receivers before they threw the ball. And he was asking them where they wanted the ball. OK. And he was putting it where they wanted the ball. Right. right. And this is in one-on-ones, and this is when they're going on air and things of that nature. But there's still guys that can't do that, okay? His ball placement is superb. It, and we talked about the the play where, you know, you had the single high safety and the ball placement and where to put the ball. You can know that's where you want to put the ball all you want, but actually being able to do it is a whole other conversation. And he's actually mm-hmm. able to put the ball where he needs to put the right. ball almost every single time. His accuracy is something I haven't seen out of a Notre Dame quarterback in a really, really right. long time. And it's, again, I don't want people to get to freak out and get too excited, but from an accuracy standpoint, right. he reminds me of Jimmy Clausen. Right. We were making comps earlier today, and I said, you know, I said just from an accuracy standpoint, and then, you know, having a good arm, but not an elite, you know, arm from a strength standpoint, I think Jimmy was a good comparison. I used a, a, a more athletic Ryan Finley with a better arm. Okay. Ryan's comp I liked a lot too that I didn't think of until after Ryan said it. I didn't think out of it at all until Ryan said it is what I meant to say. That's another athletic play right here. It's a really, really athletic play. Yeah. I really like this play. It's just spinning out, feeling the rush, spinning yeah. out, flipping those hips and getting the ball. And that out shows you the feel he has for the pocket right there. Right, right. But yeah, Ryan Ryan had a really good comp, Ryan, that that or Vince, that I'm I'm, I'm now that he, I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to remember who his comp was, but he had a really good comp that I hadn't thought of uh, for him. And uh, we're going to have Devin Jackson on here in a little bit. And he compared him to, I got to ask Ryan who his comp was. Cause I, now I forget <laughs> uh, who was your comp. Let me ask Ryan now uh, for about that. But the one that, uh, that, that Devin Jackson, who's going to join us, who's one of our new recruiting reporters uh, is, was um, uh, Devin Leary from NC state, a kid Vince, who okay. you know I'm, I'm extremely high on. So uh, the comps are, are, that we're looking for are all about guys that are super, really accurate. You know, Davis Mills, that's what his his comp was. The kid from Stanford, who was a five-star kid coming out. Uh, that was Ryan's, which I thought was good. You know, so, uh, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I thought, uh, I thought that was a really good comp. You know, because, again, not a guy with an elite arm, but a good arm. 
uh, a guy with great ball placement, a guy that has a really good feel for the game, all those different type of things. And so uh, th- those are the comp John a one compared him to Joe Burrow. I, I think Joe Burrow is a little bit more athletic than Dante was, or I mean, not Dante. <laughs> see, we'll then see what CK you did. Cause everybody did. keeps freaking talking I know, about it. I know. I'm, you know, just freaking respect what we're trying to do here. Uh, but, um, you know, for, uh, for him, I, it's just it, a lot of it's about, about ball placement. So I want to bring in Devin Jackson and I want to introduce, I thought this would be a great show to introduce everybody to Devin Jackson. Devin it, has joined the Irish breakdown team recently. He had an article out today about Jay Nosbury. So, you know, you talk about like getting on the boss's good, you know, good side, have one of your first articles be about his favorite player in the class. So very well done on that, Devin. But, you know, Devin, you had a chance to, to pop in CJ Carr's film today and you had a very unique comp. So, you know, talk Devin. So for those who don't know how I got to know Devin first was he does NFL draft scouting. So he does a lot of, he, he, you know, him and Ryan knew each other from that. They were kind of both in that universe. So kind of breaking down film and evaluating Ryan, you know, Vince is kind of what he does. Yeah. So I wanted to bring him in. I thought this would be a great time to introduce everybody to Devin, uh, who's who's now a new member of the of the IB team, and get your feel for it, Devin. So just as you watch through the film, just talk through to us about some things that you saw from, from CJ Carr and that, you know, how that projects to the next level. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, thanks for for having me on and to to talk about CJ Carr and, you know, being able to watch his film. I I thought, you know, I I wanted to kind of get a reference of of what he was before, obviously, he broke out his sophomore year. So I went back and looked at kind of his limited freshman tape, saw, you know, kind of where did he start and how did he look? And I thought uh, the first thing that stood out to me was uh, his, you know, delivery. Uh, it, It quickened from freshman to sophomore season. You know, he wasn't holding on to the ball as much on on quick reads. Uh, and I felt like he was more pushing the ball more so than than actually driving. it. I felt like more a lot of the time he was, you know, using a lot of his upper body and, and you know, using all arm to throw the football as a freshman. But sophomore, some drive the ball more, especially over the middle of the field. I thought his accuracy was was really good in the, the, the short and intermediate games, which I think he'll, he'll thrive at the at the college level as well. And, and I was listening to you guys, you know, a little bit beforehand, too, about the deep ball. And you see flashes of it, but but certainly that's something you want to see him improve on, just continue to to grow more and understand where he needs to, you know, hit his landmarks on throws, what he can get away with, you know, at, at this level right now, the high school level compared to the college level. But uh, he's certainly more advanced than, than I've seen in, in quarterback quite some time, just as a sophomore in high school. You know, there's a lot of things that, uh, some college players struggle with in terms of, uh, you know, hitting those those quick hitters, uh, those deep out routes. So so it, it was very interesting to, to watch his film and see a player that, I mean, you could probably drop on a college roster right now, and I think he would do just – he would do okay, but, but you know, certainly you expect him to get better. Mentally, I think he could handle a lot more than most yes, college sophomores. I agree with that. It's the physical development that right. will – I think like I think what Devin was going is, is – I, I knew where your head was going, Devin. It's the accuracy, the read, the timing, the anticipation, all those things. You're like, you could drop him on a college roster, and then you're like, wait a minute, he's still six, six two and a half, 185 pounds sophomore in high school. So hold on a second. But I get where you're going with that, Devin, is the feel for the game, the accuracy, the willingness to attack all parts of the field. A lot of young kids don't have, I mean, heck, Notre Dame's last quarterback uh, did, you know, was unwilling to attack the middle of the field. That, that takes a different type of mentality that he has. Your comparison for him was Devin Leary, and you and I have talked about Devin Leary in the past, uh, Devin Jackson. I know it's not just the name that you like about Devin Leary, 
But talk to me about the that comp because the one thing that I thought was different is I thought Devin Leary in high school had even more zip. That is the final thing for me that if if CJ can as he matures the next two years can have a jump physically and sort of the ball just really coming out even harder. That's that final piece that's going to make his arm talent really, really, really special. But talk to me about that comp, why Devin Leary was the guy that kind of popped in your head when you talk about C.J. Carr. Yeah, when you see the the stature in the pocket, I, I see a lot of the the up and down. You know, you talk a lot about, like, you, you want a quarterback to – it's mechanics to be up and down. You don't want it to be uh, wasted motion. I see a lot of the, the similarities in terms of – uh, when they get to the top of their drop, they're already ready to throw. You know, it's not like they have to transfer their weight um, or, or have to get lower to to make the throw. They can uh, stand in the pocket and, and deliver the football. And and I saw a lot of similarities where both guys aren't necessarily, you know, they're not going to be like Lamar Jackson type of players or, or players like Patrick Mahomes where you expect a lot of plays out of structure. But within structure and moving in the pocket, I think I see a lot of similarities. Like they can feel the pressure around them. They can sidestep a lot of the rushes. I saw a lot of that on CJ Carr's film, uh, as well as Devin Leary. They're going to be able to make plays off schedule, but they're not going, they're not relying on it. They're relying on their accuracy, timing, and, and getting the football out quickly to their playmakers. And I think a nice balance of you know, a player, you, you need to make those special plays that, that you know, you just can't defend. But also running the, the confines of the offense and being able to to come in and, and immediately, I think, uh, you know, compete for, for that starting quarterback position it reminds me of Leary because uh, Leary came in, you know, a, a, I believe a four or five star guy mm-hmm. and, and came in and, you know, got some snaps as a freshman immediately. And every every time he steps on the field, or stepped on the field, it seemed like he got better. And I see a lot of that with, with Carr. It seemed like, you know, throughout the the season, they continue to get better on, on the little things. I think the kid's a winner, too. I think that's that's a thing, at least he's shown so far. I'm referring to Devin Leary. Is what I, that, that's the thing I've loved the last two years. When he doesn't play, NC State's not very good. When he plays, NC State's really good. Now, that we don't know about C.J. Carr because he only played one year. Now, he went 9-1, and one, but he's only played one year of football, right? I mean, so that's something that – but that's part of the evolution of a young quarterback is learning how to win, learning how to how to fail, you know, and and every quarterback needs to fail at some point in time. And then how do you respond to that? And so those are the things that we'll learn about this young man. And th- those things can only be learned over time. And that's one of the things that you'll have to learn. So uh, really, really good feel for the game, as we've kind of all said. I want to kind of go through some more of these – these questions, and we do have some super chats. I want to get to those here real quick. Uh, Bayside Tigers with a super chat. I would have preferred CJ's dad make the announcement by sharing the Ned Beatty clip from Rudy. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> my son's going to Notre Dame. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. If, if my son ever commits to Notre Dame, we're doing it. It's going to be a Rudy style. It's, it's going to be, be Rudy. Okay. We're, we're going to redo it. Yeah. Make sure he's getting in them books, man. Get them grades up. Yeah, All right. He's Stop. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't even. I forgot to ask Devin before before we brought him on. I, I, I usually ask, okay, have you seen Rudy? Uh, it's usually a job requirement, so I, I forgot to even ask. He's that. nodding. Okay. That's good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him. Okay. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Potatoes o- o- O'Brien, awesome commit. He seems all in on the Irish and won't bail. To hump back on what he said about recruiting for the Irish, who are some of the top receivers you'd like to see the Irish land from 24 go Irish? I mean, it's a little too early for that, but the two the two names that just always pop right in my head, well, there's three names. Uh, 
yeah, that you just say, like, these are kids I think they're has a shot with that you'd really want to get. Like, I'd love to get Micah Hudson, but, you know, that, that I don't know where that one is right now. I don't believe he's been on campus. But there's three kids that flat out you want to see Notre Dame get, and I think he gives them a chance, obviously, when you get a five-star quarterback. The same reason that we, we've been talking about landing a big-time quarterback in 2023 is because, you know, that helps you with those guys. And then the first is obvious, and that's Emmett Mosley. You know, I mean, the kid's mom and dad were both athletes at Notre Dame. If You, you know, it's like oh, yeah. – you can't land that kid. You know what I mean? Like, well, that, isn't that what problem. Michigan people were saying about uh, CJ right. Carr, though? I yeah. mean, but that's a grandfather, right? Yeah, this is true. Mom okay, was fair like enough. The, your mom finished her career as the school's all-time leading goal scorer in soccer, and your dad, you know, played for Lou Holtz. So you'd, you'd think you'd have a chance on that one. But you know, Emmett Mosley's a kid that, that's a the relatively highly ranked kid. Uh, his his uh, he's he was ranked in the top. 20 early on but he's dropped in the rankings because he hasn't gone to camps and stuff because you know kids aren't as good when they stop going to, when they don't go to camps oh yeah uh clearly but he's a top 100 caliber kid ryan wingo is ranked third in the nation by rivals he's ranked 19th by 247 sports and 14th by on three notre dame kind of lost track of him during the transition as they were trying to recover in the 23 board and the 24 board uh, but they are back on him he's a st louis kid he goes to st louis university high school uh, very talented player. He has Notre Dame has gotten back on him. Uh, Ryan did a story on him recently. Uh, he's definitely interested in Notre Dame, and this obviously is one that could help. And then the third one is Cam Williams. I mean, Vince, you saw those two interacting on Saturday. I mean, yep. Yep. The, and and Cam told us or told Sean, and we pu- published a story about it uh, after the event that him and CJ have known each other for a while, for over a year. He said. And you could just see him interacting. And so that's one where Notre Dame's going to be real tough. Notre Dame was always going to be tough to beat for seat for Cam Williams, but they're going to be especially tough now. Yeah. So and then and then not a receiver, but Jack Larson, the tight end. Vince, tight you end. saw those the, you saw the three of them were were talking a lot. Right. Um they, they, nah, no question about that. Yeah. Jack Larson is a kid that's considered a top 50 overall recruit by um, on uh, the uh, 40 number 49 overall in the country wow. by 247 Sports. Wow. Uh, so he's a big time player, more of like that H back type of tight end, like a Tommy Trumbull, a Kane Barong type of guy, as opposed to the Michael Mayer, Eli Raritan type of tight end. Uh, but he was at Irish Invasion camp this weekend, too. There, he's, he's got again, good hands. I mean, Notre he, Dame, and he's a good athlete. Yeah. Notre Dame was going to be tough to beat anyway. For him, but now with with CJ Card in the class, it makes it even even uh, harder for them to. It, it's going to make it even harder for them to to lose that battle. So, uh, very very good pickup in that regard, and and to, to from the standpoint of how it will help them with other kids. Phil Anderson with a super chat. Thank you, Phil, so much. So glad to hear this news. So thankful everyone at Irish Breakdown for giving us great intel every day. You guys rock. Go Irish. You are welcome, Phil. Thank you for the super chat and for the kind words. John Bertucci with a super chat. Thank you very much for that, John. BK from ND. Nice pickup to get car. Rarely get to catch you guys live, but always listen to the podcast. Great job as usual, fellas. Well, thank you for being able to join us tonight. And you should be able to start joining more shows because we are going to start Monday. Starting Monday, we're launching our new 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern show with Sean Steyer. So uh, now we're just trying to figure out what the name is going to be. So yeah. we figure that out. So <laughs> That's true. AST12321. This is a good one. I'm going to throw this down to you, Devin, you know, because NFL draft guy. I know that you watched a ton of film of this guy last year. Uh, but the, what do you think of Mac Jones' comparison from a throwing perspective, not athleticism? I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I, th- I think – I, I can see it a little bit. I, I do think Carr just has more natural uh, arm talent than than Mac Jones. That would be my only, uh, you know, dis- disagreement with that comp in particular. 
And I think, you know, while Mac Jones was was excellent in terms of placement and, and keeping things on schedule, I just think, you know, Carr is, is a little bit more dynamic in, in the ability to push the ball down the field. Uh, some of the things that you talked about in terms of what, what Carr struggles with now, uh, I think that's something that, you know, he can kind of get past in terms of, uh, you know, being able to, to layer those deep balls. So I, mm-hmm. I think in terms of vertical game, I think uh, Carr is, certainly has, has more juice to his arm. But in terms of, uh, you know, you know, keeping things on schedule, you know, taking what's in front of them, being, uh, you know, not, not I wouldn't say patient in the pocket, but but not panicking in the pocket. I could certainly see that in terms of play style, but, but I don't really see the the comp uh, too, too, too much there. I think where I where I would say that comp would make sense is more of the feel for the game. I think that would be the only area. But I think athletically, they don't have a lot of sense. I think Mac is a, a, has more stature. You know, he's a taller guy. Uh, and, and as you said, I think that if you, especially if you go back and compare them as high school players, CJ has a stronger arm as a sophomore than Mac Jones had as a senior in high school. Uh, now, the things that, but this is what we talked about in our show earlier with Ryan. That's why quarterback is a unique position because at other positions, you have to have big time talent. I mean, to a degree, you have to have big time talent. Quarterback's the one where a great mind and a great feel for the game can overcome a lack of elite tools. And, and the other thing is, I think if I were to say about about CJ Carr, I think he has elite alarm, t- arm, elite arm talent. I do. I think that that sometimes people confuse arm strength for arm talent, or a lack of elite arm strength for a, a lack of elite arm talent, and they're yeah. two different things, in my opinion. I think in a great example is Nico, the kid going to Tennessee, phenomenal arm power. I mean, just a tremendous arm strength, but his arm talent is not elite because he has a long motion. He's not accurate. You know, he, he can't, he can change, you know, things up a little bit, but the more he moves or the more he does things, the more, the less accurate he becomes. It's not a super repeatable delivery. And that's what, sometimes what happens when you're six, six, you know, guys like Trevor Lawrence are, are rare. Those six, six long motion guys that can also be accurate. And what was the one knock on Trevor Lawrence coming out of high school, out of college? The only knock you could find on him was at times he would get a little off with his accuracy. Why? Cause he's six, six with really long, you know, throwing motion. And, you know, we're like Philip Rivers had a funky motion, but you know what? It was quick and it wasn't super long and that allowed him to be an accurate quarterback. So, you know, I think CJ has a very quick, compact throwing motion, a very quick, compact. And he's able to kind of get off platform a little bit. I want to see him. That's an area where I'd like to see him improve on games. He shows it. He's working on it. We've seen film like videos of him working on it, but being able to throw a little bit off platform from the pocket. And I'm not talking about just rushing a quick crossing route. You know, when I, you know, when you're getting pressured, I'm talking about being able to, you know, slide and throw an RPO, you know, sidearmed and those type of things, which, which if you're going to run a heavy RPO offense, you need to be able to do to a degree. And so that is something that I would like to see him continue to develop as well. But that's to be expected when you're talking about a, a kid who's a sophomore in high school. So rising junior in high school. Let's get to some more questions here from everybody, and we're gonna we're gonna try to get a few more people on here tonight. Danny Roberts, thank you for the super chat, Danny. Thank you very very much. Thanks for everything you do, got you guys do. What what's the level of competition the CJ faces every year in high school? Good, bad, average, don't care. <laughs> I, I I never care from the standpoint of does it impact the guy's talent. I think where where you have to take into consideration is sometimes it can impact your you know, the, the trans the transition to college if you've played against really bad competition the speed of the game is going to take you long can take you longer to get used to than someone who you know played against you know played in Dallas or played in Virginia Beach or Miami or Atlanta 
but and then it, I think it's more about the competition can impact you as an evaluator uh, being able to determine a guy's skill set, right? So I think that's it. But as far as the competition, Vince, are you are you familiar with? Uh, with not as that? much in Michigan. I, I could tell you all day long about Indiana, uh, okay. but, but not necessarily in Michigan. I was kind of looking over in the chat, and some guys were talking about they they live up there, and and uh, Celine is is a, a pretty good school as far as football is concerned. So they're playing okay. pretty decent competition. Obviously, you're not going to be allowed to necessarily play at Michigan Stadium if you're not a pretty darn good team to begin right. with. And he obviously did that based on his highlights. Uh, but And you can tell based on the defenses that he was going against, or the guys on the defense that he was going against, I would say it's it's mid to upper level. Like, it's not sure. garbage, uh, but it's mid I, to upper level, I would say. When I was at Defiance, we recruited Southern Michigan. Like the first, because sure. the the way the counties are in Michigan, they're almost like blocked on top of each other. Right, like they're just stacked on top of each other. We would recruit kind of the first three or four counties, rows of of counties in Michigan, and a lot of the high schools he played against, we recruited against. And there's good football there. You yeah. know, is it right. is it Atlanta, Georgia football? No, is no. it my no? But it's good football. It's good. there's a lot of kids that he's playing against are going to be going to Grand Valley State and Saginaw and sure. you know, programs like that that are really good D three D two programs. Uh, so it's it's a it's a different level. I I got to share this photo, uh, Vince. <laughs> I got to do it. Oh, it's fantastic. That is CJ with his grandfather, national championship winning coach Lloyd Carr. I'm gonna give respect to to that. Absolutely, uh, rocking the Notre Dame hat. So <laughs> just had to do it. Oh, and, it makes me feel good. Yeah, I figured that would that would do it for you, Vince. K. Grant with another big super chat. Enjoy the Mountain Dew, fellas. CJ ah. is a special talent, and I can't wait to see him in the gold helmet. No doubt about it. Brandon Plensner had a list of receivers. We talked about Ryan Wingo. Uh, Jeremiah McClellan is another one that Notre Dame has a good shot with already. He is a teammate of Jeremiah Love. Uh, Bredell Richardson, who was recently on campus, he talked about uh, Mosley and, and uh, Williams. Zion Ray, Raggins is a kid that I just don't see playing college football. If you've seen that kid's track numbers <laughs> as a rising junior, I mean, I just feel like, especially now with NIL, because you know who's getting like huge, huge NIL deals? Kids that play single sports, like single participant sports, uh, individual gymnasts, sports, individual yes, sports. gymnasts, yeah. you know, tennis, like things where like they are the only ones competing. Right. Uh, I would imagine track is going to be one, but this kid's got absurd, absurd times as as a sophomore. Uh, he's got a personal record of ten point three seven as Whew. a sophomore. That's uh, he ran it. That was his. He ran that as a freshman. His twenty twenty two outdoor best time was a ten five three as a sophomore. So that dude's moving. Now, again, that's not that's not elite track time if you're a senior, but the kid's got two more years left. He's gonna he's gonna work some time off of that, off of that. There's no doubt about it. And he, again, he's that's those are sophomore times. So and then uh Mark with it says, Welcome Devin with a super chat. Thank you very, very much. So I think you know, guys, the really big thing with this commitment is I do think it's gonna have an impact on sort of what happens next. I think that's going to be the big impact. And that's what we were discussing today. You know, Devin, you're, you're going to learn this as you kind of go through this process. Look, these, these kids, uh, the big time skill players want to playing with a big time quarterback is very important to them. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it, it's a huge aspect to, to these kids being going somewhere where they can have a, you know, like, Hey, I want to be a first round draft pick as a wide receiver. Well, guess what? You better go somewhere that is an offense where you can throw the ball and somewhere that you got a quarterback can get you the ball. 
Right. And that's a big part of it. And now you've got one of those guys, you know, you've got a guy that is, has a chance to be a big time player. And I think that's where you talk about what's next. Normally we talk about sort of what's next to the position and all that kind of stuff. And we'll get into that another show, right? That's a different show. But for this show, I think the what's next part is what is added to the class with him. That's going to be the big part of it is, is what's next. And I think that's going to be the focus. The question is going to be how big of an impact can he have on 2023 kids? Yeah. Right now. Cause that's not that's something we normally question. talk about, you know, right. a kid from one class affecting kids in the other class, the older I, class, the older right. class. And I think that that's going to be, that's going to be massive. I think that's going to be higher than a lot of people think that it is going to be. And I said it before and I'll say it again. He looks at that as his responsibility right. to recruit the 24 right outside the 23 occasions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that when is he, when he whew. announced he was going to commit, he said, I want to do this so I can start recruiting to the school I'm going to choose. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I think it. he understands that he understands that. So I think that'll be kind of the next thing that we dive into as we go through this process, guys, is just figuring out, okay, what is the impact that he's going to have? I think this is also a big commitment for Tommy Reese. And, you know, look, Tommy Reese gets a lot of flack from Notre Dame fans. And I think, I think a lot of that has to do with him as a player, if I'm being honest, you know, and, and I think there's, there's some people that are, that are still a little bit salty about the fact that, you know, Brian Kelly hired him as a 27, no, 26, 27 year old. Sure. I think, but the thing for me is, is you look at, you know, Ian book. I think he got the most out of Ian book. I just, I just think that's who Ian book was. I don't think any other quarterback coach would have come in and all of a sudden Ian books, a better player. I mean, Sean Payton couldn't make an Ian book, a better, a better player. And, and then you look at Jack Cohn and the way that Jack Cohn improved while transitioning from an under center power, eye offense into a shotgun based offense and how he jumped, how he improved in, in some things he did late in the year. So I, I think he's done a good job. I think the quarterback he didn't do a great job with was with Brandon Wimbush, but that was his first year. And and I've talked to other coaches who worked with Brandon. They said Brandon was a Brandon was pretty much shot as a, mecha- a mechanical player the minute when the new staff showed up. I mean, he was he was shot, right? And and there wasn't I don't know if there was any fixing that. And I also think that that's a, a learning lesson that uh, that Notre Dame has. Tommy Reese had is that was his first kind of go around, but I think he's done a good job the last couple of years uh, with getting the most out of the quarterback. Sure. Sure. Now he gets the opportunity start with, with Tyler Buckner, from, a guy he recruited from beginning he, to end. Right. Yeah. Tyler Buckner will be the first quarterback that Tommy Reese has coached that he recruited to Notre right. Dame. Right. As far as a starter. Uh, and then, and then obviously CJ Carr comes along. So he needed this kind of commitment though, because I don't think Tyler Buckner had the big, splashy impact because he committed so early sure and and because he did miss his sophomore year and then his senior year because of different reasons and so i I don't think he had the same buzz i think the fact that he was able to go into michigan's backyard and get cj Carr with the the pedigree that he has this is a big recruiting win that that i don't think we're talking enough about like it's almost got to the point where this was like a foregone conclusion for a lot of people but to say that about a kid that's from basically a suburb of Ann Arbor, who's, I mean, right. he even said, we're a Michigan family. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and his, you know, who his grandfather is and all that, but for Notre Dame to, to, to do enough to kind of get that, that done, I think is a really impressive thing. Really Absolutely. impressive thing. Yep. 
I did it. Did I say, did I give this Vince yet? Yes. Here we go. From rocket 25. I appreciate you. Have a Mountain Dew and cheese it party to celebrate. Go Irish. Rocket's been around for a while. He understands. He understands. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I got to rock the Cheez-Its. You know, I got to I got to do what I got to do, fellas. You understand that's how, that's how it is. OK, uh, yeah, I sit there. It's like, Vince, you know this. Like, I'll sit there and I'll be watching film. The next time I'm like, oh, I, I, did I really just eat that whole? That's why I have to do sunflower <laughs> seeds and I'm watching film because I'll sit there and munch and like eat a whole bag of. I just not even realize it. Yeah. I hear yeah. You. Like, oh, I shoot. Because, you. You, you, you know, you know how it is. You guys, I, you guys I watch. Townie Irish. With the super chat, thank you very, very much. Just because I'm fired up, thanks for everything you do, fellas. We appreciate thank you, Townie you Irish, very, very much. And Mark One wants me to buy Devin some gear, so he gave me a dollar ninety nine super chat. That's a little <laughs> down payment on uh, on getting Devin some IB gear. We're working on it, you know. We're working on it. Oh, so great. I got to make sure Devin actually likes working with me first. That's not a given. So I can't get him some of that. But you know, uh, guys, I did want to. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted to ask CJ, I wanted to hear a little bit more from CJ Carr on a couple things. So I figured, why not bring him onto the show? So CJ, you ready to rock and roll, man? Ready to go? All right, here we go. So CJ Carr, everybody, Notre Dame's latest commitment, 2024 quarter. I almost said 23, CJ. I'm, I could have started a whole new rumor thing if, with that. But uh, CJ Carr joining the show. So CJ, thank you so much for being with us. And I know all the people in this chat are loving the fact you're rocking Notre Dame gear right now. I'm I'm excited to do it. Honestly, I'm I'm happy to be a part of the culture. So you know, CJ, you kind of mentioned you know you you gave a quote to John Garcia from from SI All American about you know you weren't really in a rush to make a decision. You know you wanted to you know you had to balance that. I want to recruit for the school I'm going to with, but I got to make the right decision. How did you kind of manage that these last few months? As you know, because you had mentioned you thought about committing earlier. What made that not the right time, but this the right time for you to make your decision? Yeah, I think that I had known that I wanted to go to Notre Dame for a while now. Um, And this last visit kind of just pushed it over the edge. Honestly, the the coaching staff was unbelievable. And, um, you know, I had a great time on campus and connecting with some of the top kids in the country. What was it about the last, as you kind of lead into the last couple of weeks, what was the thing that just finally put you over the edge? And I know you said the visit, but what was it that finally kind of put you over the edge and said, you know what, not only is Notre Dame the right place, which you said you've known, but now's the right time. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like I said, I'd known since probably the spring since that I wanted to go to Notre Dame. I, I was gonna, um, I was supposed to go down South for some visits this last weekend. And, and I was, I went to my dad and I was like, you know, why are we going on these visits? I know where I want to, I want to go to college. I know where I want to play. And, and so, you know, it was Notre Dame and, and there's no other better place in the country. I, I've been everywhere and, and Notre Dame is just different. Your relationship with coach Reese, you know, I know you want to go somewhere that, that you can be developed. I mean, that's a, who wants to go play for a coach that can't develop their ability, right? <laughs> you obviously have been able to connect with coach Reese. Can you just share with Notre Dame fans just a little bit about what that relationship is D- developed into and how was that a, an important part of you ultimately making a decision want to be at Notre Dame yeah I think um you know the relationship started oh and we lost him oh so I don't think CJ really wanted to talk about coach uh, no. coach Reese. he's gonna come back with us he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll get he'll, back he'll yeah. get back with us but uh there he is well, yeah he's coming almost. back <clears throat> what happens sometimes when you when you're on the phone here we go you just wanted to leave everybody hanging. Like you don't really, okay. They, I know they want to hear about me and coach Reese, but I'm going to hang a little bit. So I have um, to warn you guys, my phone is at 3% It might die okay. on you guys, but I'll, I'll okay. keep going as, as much as no I can. No worries, buddy. So I think that's the big one though. There's two big questions people want to get to. Number one is the relationship with coach Reese. So, so what was that like for yeah. you? How important was that in your decision? 
Yeah, it had um, started from day one, honestly, when I was on campus for the first time. I really connected with him the, um, the first time we were on campus, and then the, the relationship just continued to grow um, throughout the, the months and months that I, of my recruiting. Um, I had been on I've been calling him, um, you know, once or twice a week for, for a while now. And, and it was just, it was just awesome. All right, go ahead, Vince. I, I was just going to say, we're talking about relationship with coaches. It was obviously a coaching change at Notre Dame for the head man, you know, job. Talk about your relationship with, with coach Freeman and, and kind of how that, you know, materialized and matured and all of that moving forward. Yeah, that was a relationship that, that almost sealed the deal for me. Really. Um, he's just inspirational to, to, to um, listen to and and you know that's a guy that I would want leading my program honestly he's just he really cares for the the culture and the and the um and the school and as a whole honestly he's he's amazing to listen to I, I brought my mom and my my two cousins on campus this last weekend and and within five minutes of them talking to him they were they were all in love it was, it was awesome <laughs> well the cool thing is he, he is now le- he is now leading your program so uh, or your future program last yeah, question CJ, and we'll try to get this before your phone dies What's next for you? I know Notre Dame's got a big recruiting weekend. Are we going to see you, you know, up on campus? Like, what's the next step for you? Obviously, you know, personal developing as a player. You've got, you know, two seasons of football left. You want to win a championship. But from a Notre Dame standpoint, what's next for CJ Carr now that you've made this decision? Mm-hmm. I'll be back on campus this Saturday to get around some of the 2023 kids for their official visits. Um, and then from then, it's, you know, obviously focus on my, my high school season, but also recruit this 2024 class, you know. This um, 23 class is a special class. You, you know, everyone can see that number one or number two in the country right now for um, recruiting classes. But I want to do the same thing in the 2024 class. If we can get this last one in, how important is it for you to to connect with the 23 kids? Because obviously you've been building. I mean, Cam Williams said he's known you for a year. You and Jack Larson have known each other for a while. How important is it for you to connect not just with the 2023 commits, but some of the uncommitted kids, the Jaden Greathouses, the Jeremiah Loves, the Richard Youngs, how important is it for you to connect with those guys as well? Honestly, it's it's just as important as, as connecting with the 24s. You know, these are the kids that are, I'm going to come into um, in the 2024 year. I'm going to be coming in and playing with these kids. You know, they're going to be a year ahead of me. They're going to be a little bit more developed and, and ready to play. And so these are the kids I'm going to be learning from and, and really getting to, getting to know. CJ, thank you so much for joining us. Anything you'd like to leave Notre Dame Nation with before you get back to celebrating with your family? Let's go win a national championship. Hey, we hey, we had to th- show that picture of you and your grandpa too, just the smile on his face, you know. <laughs> yep, I love yep. how you forced that Notre Dame hat on him, but just a, a proud grandfather. It. Yeah. I forced it. <laughs> really proud grandpa, man. So I really thank appreciate you. you joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, congratulations, care, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
All right, so we were kind of dragging the show on. Like, I'm like, okay, we, we, come on, people, give us some more questions. I'm trying to grab the show. So, because CJ had agreed to come on, and and it was going to be a little around eight o'clock. So, I was just trying to kind of keep it going and 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 get the analysis going before, so we can get him on. Because I wanted to make sure that everybody got a chance to meet him. Really super engaging Man, kid. No, kidding. really smart kid. Uh, for CJ to get a phone charger, <laughs> we're going to work on that. Y'all understand? He's his phone has been blowing. Oh up my gosh! Today, yeah, just blowing up today. So you can understand that one for sure. Uh, and then K Grant with another. You're 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 gonna run out of money here, man. If you keep getting us these super chats, we appreciate you. Uh, but CJ Carr, welcome to Notre Dame. So welcome to South Bend. So you know, I think the point that he made there, Vince, was really important. Is He's got to connect with the 23 kids as well. He's not just playing with 24 kids. You've got to connect your quarterback. You've got to connect with everybody that's going to be a part of this class. And, and it was good for him to say that, hey, I'm coming back this weekend um, Yeah. to, to He's gonna connect re- with yes, the yes. 23 kids. <clears throat> Absolutely. That was important. And, and the fact that he understands why that's so important. You know what I mean? And then right. – you, you took the question I was going to ask him about, hey, why is it so important to you to be connecting with these 23 kids, you know? Right. And it clear – he again, I I'm sound like a broken record, but he gets it. He understands that those are the kids that are going to be part of his journey through Notre Dame. And if the kids in front of him and the kids behind him aren't good, then guess what? They're not going to be great, you know? they right. he, he needs a great class in front of him. He needs a great class that he's in. He needs a great class behind him that's how you build a program. It's not just right. one class and you can't forget right. about that as you're being recruited and him committing to Notre Dame so early allows him to do that. And it allows him to really make an impact on both classes, the 23 and the 24. Class. Right. I just, I like the fact that he went, he went, he's spoken so much before his commitment and, and after his commitment about the importance of recruiting. He understands his role as the quarterback. Right. He understands his role as being the Pied Piper. Yes. That doesn't mean other quarterbacks don't, because at the end of the day, you've got to go where you feel best and you've got to make the right. The right decision is more important than the quick decision. What CJ said was he just knew. I mean, it's it's been this way for a while and his family supports his decision to pick Notre Dame. So I think that's kind of the big thing for me is is he gets it. And yes. now that, you know, yeah. I, but I also like the fact that he did wait a little while. Because sometimes it can be committing too early. Look, you know, I think get out to see places. Get down to Georgia. You yes. Know, get out to Wisconsin for a game. Get out to, you know, all those type of things, which he's done over the last eight, nine months, I think was really important. I think I think it's important for kids, even if you know you know, go see some places, especially outside your region. And he did that, which I think is very important. Well, and I think, you know, I as a parent, I learned a lot about the way his dad handled this recruitment, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Because, you know, parents always talk about, hey, you know, we're going to let him make the decision. It's going to be him. We're going to support him, whatever. He's like, but dad, I want to go to, I want to commit. I want to, okay, make sure you cover all of your bases. Take a step back. You know, I'm the adult in the room. Let's make sure we're doing this the right way. And then once you cover all your bases, then, hey, we're going to be behind you 100%. You go ahead and, and commit. But the fact that he made him wait a few months, I think, shows you know we talk about the leadership of cj i think that shows a lot of leadership from his dad right to be perfectly honest with you i i, I really like the way he handled that i I, yeah. I think that was really really smart i forgot to mention dude he's been to miami he went on a visit to miami so he's been outside the region why you know, not georgia miami things <laughs> why like not that. i think those things are important yeah, absolutely and, and it's going to help you feel like okay he mm-hmm. made this decision 
when he, he, he knew what it was. And so I, I think that's very important for him. Yeah. So big pickup for Notre Dame, Vince. Uh, huge pickup for the 22 class, the 20, uh, 23 class, the 24 class, yeah. ASD. Uh, one, two, three, two, one with another super chat. Thank you very much. Closer to gap closer or gap eraser? I mean, right now it's still gap closer, right? Because he's a sophomore. Because he's 16 years old. Like, correct. Yeah, correct. Exactly. I, I just, I need to see CJ continue to develop first. I don't want to kind of start throwing that like, you know, Beano Cook, two Heisman hype on a kid who's a sophomore right. in high school. Right. Just from a talent standpoint, he has the potential. Yes. Like I've said, I grade him as a four and a half star player, which is a top 50 guy. And I don't give out very many five stars to sophomores because, again, they're developing, they're young, their bodies are maturing, their parts of their game are maturing. But he has the potential to be that guy. We said in the show today, right, and this is the only time I'll purposely say the name because I want this to be about Dante, but the point was Tyler Buckner, Dante Moore, and C.J. Carr all have the ability to win a championship in Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And for Notre Dame to get to that level, they can't just sign one quarterback that has that ability because if he doesn't pan out, if he gets injured, whatever the case may be, or maybe the talent around him isn't quite there. You've got to be able to string together some guys. So now in a, in a you know, a few years, a two, three year span, you've been able to, to bring together a couple of those guys now with Tyler Buckner and right. now CJ Carr. You can't do it once every decade. Like right. that, that's not how you build a program because right. what if all the pieces don't fall into place around that one generational quarterback? Right. You know what I mean? Jimmy like, Clausen's a perfect example. That's what that was going to be the next words out of my mouth. Jimmy Clausen is the perfect example for that. Well, now you've got Tyler Buckner. Now you've got CJ Carr. And you're starting to put together some back-to-back situations where, okay, now you get some elite classes around those guys. And now you've got something that's sustainable, right? right. Because if you get that generational quarterback and he doesn't pan out because of what's around him, then you got to wait another 10 years, you know, right. and, and that's kind of where Notre Dame has been in the past, or at least the recent history. And now they're kind of changing the dialogue around recruiting at Notre Dame. And I think that's huge. Right. Very, very important aspect of it. Very important aspect of it. So great question. Yes. Very, very great. Great question and, and great comments. <laughs> I had, to start, I had to start this one. What tastes better tonight, Mountain Dew or Michigan Tears? Mountain Dew always tastes better. <laughs> But I don't know. The other one's but, pretty but, good. But it's it, it it's it's close. No, I mean I you know I, look I, I, I we got some Michigan people in the chat and and they've been respectful about this. But Absolutely. No, I, in, on a serious note, like a, a not a petty take on this, but a serious note, it is important to beat the other top programs in your region for top players in their backyard. You need to be able to. It's like going to Ohio and get Brendan Vernon. Right. Yeah, Ohio State gets most of the kids from there, but if you can take one or two, it's important and. And the, the Michigan thing is an important thing. And again, I want to I want to have this conversation from a an analyst standpoint, not a petty right. I hate right. Michigan kind of kind of way. But Notre Dame has now consistently started to kind of go into Michigan and take players from there that have been impactful. I mean, you go back to the 2016 class. Notre Dame took three defensive ends out of the state of Michigan that all got drafted. All of them got drafted. Dalen Hayes got drafted. Khalid Kareem got drafted. Yeah. Adi yeah. Takumba Ogundiji got drafted. You know, that was obviously a, a big get. You talk about the the, the current uh, the current freshman class. You get Josh Burnham out of the state of Michigan. You get Nolan Ziegler out of the state of Michigan. Rocco. Rocco Spindler in the year before that out of the state of Michigan. So being able to go in the state of Michigan, I mean, look, the state of Michigan has been great to Notre Dame in the past. I mean, a couple guys, I'll just throw out randomly, Todd Light, you know, <laughs> Very rare. I got his butt right, right here. Oh, uh, it's a guy <laughs> running back named Jerome Bettis. 
You know, I think Rodney Culver, I believe, was a Detroit kid, right? I, I could be wrong on that, but I think Rodney Culver was also uh, a, a Detroit kid. So the state of Michigan's been good to know. Look, there's talent in Michigan. Yes, no there question. definitely is. And getting top players from Michigan accomplishes two things. Number one, it gives you really good players. And number two, you are hurting the other top team. And that's, I mean, that's got to be an objective for a football team. It's what we said about you want to close the gap on Bama. There's two ways to do it. Land top players and then land top players they want. Because not only do you raise yourself up, but you bring them down a little bit because now you're taking some of the players they normally get that you haven't been getting. You've been you've been getting stars like Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, right? Like three-star kids that they didn't recruit that you were able to develop and find and all that kind of stuff. Continue to do that. But then also take away some of the guys they want. That's the way you truly close exactly. the gap. That's why it's important to beat Clemson for some of the guys that they've beaten Clemson for. It's why it's important right. to go into Ohio and beat them for a Brennan Vernon, a guy they wanted. It's why it's important to get Keon Keeley out right. of Florida because Bama wants him, right? I mean, if Notre Dame doesn't recruit Keon Keeley and they don't look at him and give effort to him, he's either committed to Florida or Bama right now, right? And so now you've taken him from them, so you've made yourself way better, but you've also hurt them. And that's what Notre Dame and USC used to battle about back in the years, you know, when Notre Dame would go out yep. to California and, and steal a big-time player from out there, you know, getting Derek Landry or – you know, or, or get, getting some, you know, give me Jimmy Clausen and Manti and guys like that, you know, getting those West Coast kids, not only getting them, but getting them away from your rival or away from the top teams is important. And so, yeah, look, Michigan is a team that Rain competes against. Michigan was just in a playoff this past year. So being able to go into their backyard yeah. and beat them for their the best players in that state is important. And here's the thing Notre Dame has three commitments in the 2024 class right now. That's it. They have the number two ranked class in the country in 2024 now, CJ Carr. Two of their right. three commitments are from Michigan. Because Brandon Davis Swain is also from the state of Michigan. He's from West Bloomfield. He's a top 100 recruit. So you've you've signed in the last – so 22 to 20, 21 to 24, just off the top of my head, I believe Notre Dame has now landed four top 100 players from the state of Michigan. Rocco Spindler, Josh Burnham, C.J. Carr, and Brandon Davis Swain. That's important. And, and to be able to do that a year after Michigan just went to the playoff is even more impactful for Notre Dame. And and means a ton. It means a ton. So it's huge for them. Very yeah, no huge doubt. for them. <clears throat> no doubt. So Vince, I think that is going to do. Let me see if we got any more questions here before we get out of here. I th- I start. We have another there's super couple, chat we okay. have to get to for sure. Okay. Oh, there's actually a couple more questions here uh, as well. Okay. So th- these are good. We'll get to these. So Jay Henry asks, "No, this is random, but could CJ's commitment impact the running back recruitment as well?" I think it does. I think. I think, Jay, that's a great question because we yeah. often focus on the pass catchers aspect of it, right? Sure. And that's what a lot of our focus is on. But, you know, if you're a running back and you look at it and say, hey, look, I want to be surrounded by other great players too. And if I'm going somewhere with a big-time quarterback, he's going to take some of that pressure off me. They can't Bingo. go to the box. I was going to say, and, they, you know, just focus running backs want to run me. against a small box. Right. They want to run against a six-man box or a five-man right. box. And when you got a really good quarterback, that is often right. the case. And so, look, a quarterback is going to affect – recruiting across the board of course the obvious is the pass catchers uh the obvious is is offensive line right uh you know the obvious is offense but it also affects the defense too if you're a high level defensive player are if you're picking between two schools and everything else is equal are you going to go to the school with a really really good quarterback that's going to put points on the board and take some Mm -hmm. of the pressure off of you or are you going to go to the school that doesn't have a great quarterback i mean it it affects everything the quarterback is the pied piper i'm telling you it's really, really important. 
It's right. good. It's better to have a great quarterback than not right. have a great quarterback. There you right. Go. And Notre Dame's team is still going to run run the ball. Absolutely. So it's not like you know, and you've got Harry Heastand in the O line. But yeah, it's first thing an O line a running back wants to know is like who's blocking for me? What's the, the offense? So they, they they're, they're yeah. going to get me to football. Right? right. First two questions. Right. I think the third question needs to be okay. Who's taking the pressure off me? Mm-hmm. Right. So if they want to load the box, who's who's hurting them? Right. And I think a smart running back is going to know that. So Jay, I think that's a great a great that's question because yeah, we don't absolutely. we don't often talk about how a quarterback impacts running backs we probably should talk about it more but i think it's it's certainly impactful brandon plensner says cj's commitment was p- just perfect timing glad he'll be back for the first big recruiting weekend yeah it, it really i mean because ronan hannafin's going to be on campus this weekend rico flores is going to be on campus this weekend i'm not sure if he's going to be in town when richard young is on campus speaking of running back recruiting because he's coming kind of monday to wednesday who knows okay. we'll see uh, but, you know, getting those guys on campus, he's going to get a chance to meet a lot of the committed players this weekend, which is important. You know, there's going to be several several Notre Dame commits, offensive commits. Sullivan Absher is going to be on campus this weekend, I believe. Uh, Sam Pendleton is going to be on campus this weekend. Uh, some of the, you know, we talked about um, Jaden Lamar, I believe, is going to be on campus this weekend. I'm just kind of going over the visit list now. Several Notre Dame commits. Don Schuler is going to be on campus this weekend. So he's going to get a chance to be around several current Notre Dame commits, which I think is important. Uh, I think Braylon James might be coming in town this weekend as well. He had tweeted something out earlier. I got to confirm with him and his dad, but he tweeted something out about Notre Dame. He could have just been saying, hey, I'm going to Notre Dame. But, you know, like in general, Devin Houston will be on campus this weekend. Cooper Flanagan is going to be on campus this weekend. Tight end, that's an important one. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, offensively, you've got Rico Flores running hand of it. And then Micah Tease is going to be on campus this weekend. And I mentioned that one because – my understanding from talking to different sources is Notre Dame is willing to let Micah Tease get a shot on offense now that Rodney Gallagher is not in the class and he wants to play offense, like giving him a legitimate opportunity to play offense. So that'll be an important one too. Yeah. And, and so because you want to catch balls from, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I'm very curious if he's going to be back on campus the following weekend too, Vince, when Jeremiah Love, mm-hmm. Jaden Greathouse, and Christian Hamilton are on campus. It's a three hour drive. Why would you not? I mean, right. if if I'm he him, may, he may have like a seven on seven uh, tournament, yeah, might, or you know, what I mean, like of course like he, he might have a life. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's always that's always possible. Well, you um, said you wanted to recruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, but yeah, I think I, I be, but getting him on campus will be important because now they say, hey, look, you are going to get a chance to play with a five star quarterback, and here he is. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that's important. Yeah. Super chat from David Colehouse. David, thank you very, very much. Absolutely. Huge pickup. Thanks for the coverage, fellas. You're welcome. Name for the new show, Break Down the Thunder. Ooh, okay, that's catchy. That's actually not bad. There, that's very catchy. I was actually just talking to Sean. He's like, there's actually some decent ones that caught my eye, you yeah. know, over on the board. So yeah. he and I are going to have a chat about that uh, nice. later on tonight. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You guys are going to send me some proposals, and then I got to make the final decision, man, figure yeah. out what it's going to be. It's going to be fun. Uh, he said, well, how'd you come up with Irish Breakdown? And my response was, uh, Angela, <laughs> Angela came up with it. How do all so, good things happen? <laughs> yeah, I asked my wife, and she told me, she's like, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Brian Richmond with the Super Chat. Thank you guys very much. I subscribe to Irish Breakdown as well. Nice. A 50-year-old that needs these things and these wins is my hectic life. A nice uh, respite for sure. I yeah. definitely hear you on that one. Can I? Yeah. It just And, and, and uh, Brian's comment just made me think of something that I got um, that I heard. Somebody sent me a, a, a lady named Kathy sent me a message tonight and I don't want to give her the last name. Cause I'm not sure if she'll let me do that, but she did say I could share her, her tweet, her tweet with me. She sent me a private message and she said, uh, if my husband ever joins your message board, deny him. 
<laughs> I am already sharing him when he listens to every single mailbag breakdown and anything else I be posts. That's great. <laughs> um, I told I, I can't make promises. I can't make promises, but uh, we uh, we certainly appreciate that. And we appreciate all the support. Uh, and you guys, you guys could, Michael, you couldn't let me get through one night. You already had to go to the 2025 quarterback. Uh, wow. You know, obviously it'll be that it, but there's several 25 kids that they're looking at. There's a lot of really talented 25 kids and Michigan. I'll tell you what, man, Michigan three years in a row is producing a big time, like five-star quarterback, uh, which is really, it, it's nice to know. Somebody asked Anthony Solomon is CJ a gap closer. Yes, sir. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. I mean, I, I I promise you I wouldn't wear the shirt if he wasn't. You know, it's from a talent standpoint, right? That's going to be the big key. From a talent standpoint, it's there. Now we've got to see if he can kind of get to that. Now he's got to continue to develop, right? That's going to be the key, continue to develop. Um, and Mike Huff, going to end it this way uh, with a super chat. Thank you very, very, very much. Uh, making BK look <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not the top of the list of priorities, but yeah. You know. And Jay Henry coming with truth. He's going to lose a star randomly now that he's Notre Dame. Probably not wrong about that, no but question. I don't there's care no about question. his stars. He's really good. No doubt. I will say this. So here's a question that, that, that I'll just get it out now that people kind of want to know about. We got a super chat from ND Nation. Uh, great show, guys, as always. Thank you. Will in Notre Dame be able to compete with all the NIL money out there? Go Irish. I mean, look, they're landing kid after kid after kid. So a lot of kids get it. You know, and and I'll say this: a lot of the kids that they're missing because of NIL money, it's more about the parents than it is the kids, and that's kind of sad, but it's true. But look, they got the number one class in the country in 2020. Look, they got the they got the number six class in the country in 2022, mm-hmm. number one in 2023, and now they're number two in 2024, and they've done all that in the era of NIL. Right. So they're fine. Notre Dame's doing okay, right? and right. they'll be okay. Right. I promise. Correct. And, and there was handling business. And look. The fact that Brady Quinn, you know, is interviewing and all that stuff. And look, who's in charge of that new... One of the big things, right. You know what I mean? Like, right. they're doing fine. And believe right. me, they're okay. That's all. They're I'm just saying. focusing on the kids that are there. Right. And they're, the and they're not going to be writing right. blank checks to recruits. Those... Right. Anyway, I I got I love some of the pettiness that you all are coming with tonight. And I mean that... Comp- I just love it. <laughs> uh, AST12321, whatever aisle this is, I enjoy shopping down. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> That's a great love one. that. Y'all know how to get me. You know how to get me in a good mood. I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it right now. But I did want to address the one thing that I know a lot of people are asking about, and that is the: is there any chance that he is going to reclassify to 2023? Very early, really early for that. Really early for that. Uh, but yes, it is. It is a topic of conversation that has been had, but it's in the very infancy stages of that conversation. And it hasn't been determined if he wants to do it, if they want him to do it. But the, the conversation has been at least brought up. And from my understanding, is CJ is a very good student and has already done some summer school with the thought that that may be something down the road. So I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about that because, as I said, it's in the very, very much the infancy stages. Sophomore of this. year. Like right. there's, he's halfway through. Right. Now it's a lot easier to do it nowadays than it was in the past because of online classes and things you can do summer school summer school and like all like for me for example summer school is all online it's all an online database and we just monitor it and so it's very simple to get credits so is it a possibility sure but it's very in the infancy stage with right so and i i personally don't like it i don't don't. either especially for a quarterback i just (laughs) yeah 
unless you're like really older, the 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 one good thing about it for him and somebody uh, we have a USC fan in the chat and he said uh, JT Daniels would say no to reclassifying. Here's the difference: JT Daniels reclassified with the notion that he was going to start as a freshman. That was the mistake that USC made with JT. If if CJ Carr was to reclassify, it would be with the notion that he's going to sit for at least a year, yeah, if not two. Sure. And so he he would understand that it's about learning on in 2023 behind Tyler Buckner, probably and behind Tyler Buckner again in 2024. And getting into a first class, you know, you can, strength and conditioning right. program and all right. of those things that you can do right. when you're not playing, you know, right. and 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 academics, all that. But right. it's not to start. Like, right. I think we can all appreciate that. Right. Right. Because because I can promise you that Notre Dame is not promising any quarterback in 23, 24, 25 playing time. Right, because they that. they're very high on Tyler Buckner, especially Tom. Very high on Tyler Buckner. They should be, and so it would be more about like like you said, Vince. Get a head start on the academics. Get a head start on the the strength and program. You, you know, for me, it would just depend on how does this junior go. Does he make the yeah. big strides as a junior? Like if he makes big strides as a junior and has like a Tyler Buckner type type of junior year, then okay, we can have that conversation. But. I just want to let young people develop. Yes. Go through and have the friendships and the the, the relationships and the breakups and the you know the all the stuff that young people go through that develops them and, and helps them to grow into young men. I just I don't want us to be in a rush of society to take away childhood, right? Exactly. But if CJ and his family decide to do that, then it is what it is. I'm I'm not really a huge fan. I think early enrolling is was something I had to get used to, right? Where you're missing your last semester of your senior year. Now we're taking away kids' whole senior years. I'm not a I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of of that. But sure. it's also I'm also a big believer in Vince of it's a free country, and you're gonna make your own decisions. Right. And if this is if you choose to do something that could benefit you or hurt you, then you know what I support that. Right. And and so uh, you know I, I believe that too. So that's kind of where we're at with that. So I just want to address that before we got out of here, and uh, and moved on. So. Uh, go Irish hate. Thank Nate. you for the super Nate. chat. Thanks, Nate. Go Irish. Oh, Nate. Nate. Okay. I saw the H and the N <laughs> and I got a little dyslexic. And so uh go Irish hate. Go Irish Nate. Thank you for the super chat. Go Irish Nate. And that is an adorable kid. You see the face that kid is making in the in Oh the my gosh. Events? It's like That's the Gerber adorable. baby right Thanks there. for being the best Notre Dame coverage out there. You are welcome. Oh, hey, that reminds me. Hey, so uh go Irish Nate, your adorable kid made me think of something else. So we have a regular listener named Steve who is who just had his first kid three oh. days ago. Was, was born on D-Day. That's all. Oh, he that's sent me awesome. a picture of him sitting there with his brand new newborn baby resting. And he's got our show on <laughs> watching. <laughs> and so uh, he did say I did say, Hey, I'm 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 not gonna take offense to the fact that your our show puts your kid or your kid to sleep. And here's his direct quote, Vince. He goes, he definitely seems to nod off more when Vince talks. Wow. <laughs> wow. I told him I was going to tell you hey, that. I've got five so, kids. I'm used to putting kids to sleep. You know how to okay? do that. It's what I do. It's what I do. You know how to do that. There's no doubt about it. That's no right. About it. So thank you for that. We had, a, we had another super chat up here from Alan Watson. Yo, BK is really hard to recruit. At, yo, BK, it's really hard to recruit another name. Love Marcus. <laughs> 
The petty level is high. I, I love, love you all so much tonight. <laughs> it's not even funny. I love you all so much tonight. That is just absolutely wonderful. I, yeah, yeah, BK, it's really hard to recruit another name. Love Marcus. That is <laughs> That's awesome. Phenomenal. That's awesome. Absolutely phenomenal. So I really uh, appreciate that. I made my night. Absolutely made my night. So. Well, that's going to be it, everybody, for tonight's show. Thank you all so, so, so very much. Uh, thanks for joining us for both shows today. We had by far our biggest audience ever yes. in one of these chats, and we're still over what our biggest number is now, uh, an hour and a half in. So I want to thank CJ Carr for joining us. Thank Devin yeah. Jackson for joining us. Uh, you can see Devin's contributions, obviously, at irishbreakdown.com and on the Irish Breakdown message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com Ladarius Martin our resident Alabama fan is with us good to see you buddy didn't even see you in there tonight I'm glad to have you in there we got a USC fan here tonight Michigan fan Alabama fan uh we love college football fans. love all so covers they love Come the respect in. being shown to, by everybody so uh so I appreciate that uh tons of fun get to the message boards we're going to keep these conversations talking keep them going and and we'll put this we'll put this chat up uh, some people have asked about uh, uh, Rumble as well. We are putting the videos out now on Rumble if you also like uh, watching those or whatever the case may be. So we're just trying to get our content on as many platforms as possible to be in front of as many platforms as possible so people can choose the ones that they like the best. But all of, all of our live shows will continue to be on YouTube. So uh, make sure you check those out. Hit that like button. Where's my guy Mace AK? I mean, I know he's been in the chat. Did he bail out on us? Uh, <laughs> he always like, he knows how to close out a show. He's still loving you. on he's still loving on the other stuff. I wonder if Freeman used a Tesla to recruit CJ. That's flipping awesome. That's enough. <laughs> that's more shade. I love it. See, he was too busy throwing jabs at Brian Kelly to get us the get us our outro here for for that. But but Corey Schmida is giving us a little piece of hit that smash button, everybody. Hit that like, folks. Hit the subscribe go. button. Hit the notification bell. If you're listening via podcast, give us a five-star review. Sign up to the message boards, boards.irishbreakdown.com. And, of course, be back with us. Vince, uh, we got something tomorrow. We're going to have two shows tomorrow as well. Right. Yes. So we the will, first we show will have it's the best day of the week. Yes. It's, it's the free-for-all mailbag, baby. That's right. That's yes. right. So at 4 o'clock, uh, we'll also go live again at 4 o'clock p.m. as some recruiting news to discuss. Uh, may have a special guest on then as well. So we will Woo! have two shows again tomorrow, which is why you need to hit the notification bell. Yeah. And Connor went through it. Hit that like. Join the message board. Smash the subscription. Go Irish. Go Irish Breakdown. Connor, appreciate you very, very much. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you for joining the Irish Breakdown podcast. And we will talk to you again very soon yeah. and very often. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for joining us on the Irish Breakdown podcast. <laughs>
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.